Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for September 29th, 2022. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the injury report going into the game versus the Commanders. We're also going to give our last thoughts on what we think is potentially going to happen in this game versus the Commanders. So before we get into the episode, I just want to say, make sure to go follow me on all my social media accounts, Cowboys Beat on TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it may be. Make sure to go follow me over there. And uh, we have merch as well. The link is in the description. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, go to Bonfire Cowboys Beat. You'll find the merchandise over there. And of course, if you haven't already, please make sure to follow the show on Spotify and Apple. Leave a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate that. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to leave a like. I would greatly appreciate that. Okay, so... I haven't done a you know a true episode of Cowboys Beat uh, audio podcast recently, and and recently I've been you know feeling a little bored with the way I've been doing this because it's pretty much just me talking to myself for however long I decide to go for. So I decided to make a change to the format of the show going forward. From now on, I'm going to have my friend uh, Rue. Uh, with me on the podcast. I think that it's just going to create a better uh, product for you guys having us bounce uh, back and forth with each other. So uh, Rue, make sure to or please introduce yourself here. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Rue from Allow Me to Butt In Sports. I've uh, been doing a couple shows with Chris here on, a, on the Cowboys Beat, man. I'm excited to get this podcast started. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Now, where can they find you uh, on social media? Uh, I'm at allow me to butt in sports. That's allow me the number two, but B U T T in sports on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And my man just said a thousand followers on TikTok. So, uh, congratulations to you for that. Appreciate it, man. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, before we get into the episode, I just want to thank the great people over at Thrive Fantasy. They are sponsoring this show. We are live in the Thrive Fantasy live studio, by the way. Forgot to mention that. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NFL season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is a sign of fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Use promo code CowboysBeat when you sign up today and you will receive an 100% instant first deposit match of up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. So going forward here, uh, I'm going to have Rue give you guys some picks of the weeks. If you guys haven't seen my pick of the week uh, already, we did it on Cowboys Beat tonight. 
So going forward, uh, we'll just we'll uh, we'll have Rue give you some picks. He's the betting man here. Uh, so we'll do that going forward. Okay, so the injury report was released for the Cowboys were on Thursday here. So they have two uh, one more day of practice. Um, you know, before they get ready for the Washington Commanders. So three guys on the injury report that I want to talk about. Um, actually, four guys are Michael Gallup, Demarcus Lawrence, Connor McGovern, and Don Schultz, and Dak Prescott as well. We'll talk about him as well. So five guys. Let's start off with Michael Gallup. It looks like Michael Gallup's going to play this week. He was a full on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, do you think uh, Michael Gallup should play come Sunday? Um, I like his chances. Uh, I know he was quoted today as saying he just needed to feel a couple more things out. Um, so I know he's close. Uh, I'm sure he wants to get out there. I'm sure he's eager to get himself out there. It's been a while since we've seen him on the field. But um, honestly, man, I think it's really 50-50. Uh, I'd like to see him out on the field. I feel like enough. I'm, hope, I'm hoping enough time has passed for him to fully recover from that ACL. But I mean, you know, I think there's a good chance we see him. There was we were supposed to see him last week. You know, the the odds of him seeing him this week, hopefully, it's a little bit better. Well, yeah. So there was a quote that Mike McCarthy had that he was doing Gallup things. So, for example, throw him a fade. He's going up and getting it, and uh, he's getting his twos inbound. So things that we like to hear. I think, you know, we're going to talk about some other guys on this injury report that I think, you know, hey, maybe just hold off on those guys. I don't think Michael Gallup's one of those guys. And I, I don't think he's one of those guys is because I think that you should bring Michael Gallup back on a pitch count, right? So 10 snaps, kind of like what uh, Jason Peters did against the Giants. I'm perfectly fine with that. Michael Gallup is going to be a big piece of your offense going forward this season. And when I say 10 snaps, I'm not saying like throw him a feed in the end zone or, or, or something crazy like that, but just get his, get his feet wet, um, you know, and ramp him up really for that Rams game where I'll probably need him a little more, but just getting his legs under him, I think is the most important thing for Michael Gallup. So I actually think that he should play in this game. It looks like he will play in this game. Uh, it looked like he was going to play in the Giants game, but I'm perfectly fine with the Cowboys taking their time with Michael Gallup. If he's not ready for this week, that's fine. Bring him back versus the Rams. I'm completely fine with that. But, you know, the commanders to me, and we'll talk about it later, you, you you can't sleep on them, but let's be honest here. They're not a very good football team. They're not the Los Angeles Rams. I would rather have a guy like Michael Gap coming off such a significant injury to come back against a team who might not be as formidable as the Los Angeles Rams. So that's where I stand with the Michael Gallup injury. Is there any last thoughts you have on uh, well, on this I'd, before I'd, we move forward? For sure. And I definitely, I definitely would like to see him. Uh, this week just to kind of get his feet back up under him. You know what I'm saying? If, he, if you're going to have, you know, kind of like a, you know, fair weather kind of entrance into the NFL, it, it might as well be against a team that's, you know, a little porous in that secondary as well. And it's, you know, it's a good chance for him to kind of get a good grasp of, you know, getting, you know, getting game, getting game shape again. So it's well, going to be. Not, yeah. not only that, think about it like this, right? Tampa Bay, they they flat out rushed Chris Godwin back. He was not ready to play in that uh, in that Dallas game week one. And look at what happened. He has another injury. So uh, again, 
perfectly fine with the Cowboys taking their time with Michael Gallup. Hell, if he doesn't come back until week 10, I'm completely fine with that. Obviously, he's going to come back way before no, yeah. then. But this no, is a guy yeah. that you have under contract for the next five years. He's still a young player. Uh, he's on a, a really good deal for the Cowboys. Yeah. So, Especially you know, for the caliber of receiver that he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I thought he was going to at least get $80 million this this offseason. Like, at least. Like that's the type of receiver that he is. Um, but they were able to get him for a good good deal here. So, you know, no need to rush him back. That's how I feel about Michael Gallup, even though I think he will play. And uh, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to play him against the commanders again uh, because they're not as formidable as a team like the Rams or the Eagles. And, you know, it kind of just gets his feet back under him. I'm completely fine with that. Let's talk about uh, Connor McGovern. He was limited in both these practices. There's no um, report yet on whether he's going to play on Sunday. I don't think he does. Do you think we need uh, to rush Connor McGovern back here? Uh, definitely not. Um, I feel like Jason Peters definitely kind of stepped in and did his job. I feel like Farniak has, you know, as, as much as he struggled, I feel like he's coming along. Obviously, Tyler Smith is not a, not a concern for me whatsoever. I think he's come in and been – exactly what you'd expect a number one or what, what you'd expect a first round offensive lineman to be and that much more. So I definitely don't have any issues there. Um, I'd rather have them healthier for the latter part of the season. Give me, give me a healthier O-line in November, December, you know, early parts of January. That's what I definitely want to rather have. So if we need to take a little bit more time with, with Connor McGovern, I definitely would rather have that time so we can, you know, and I mean, give, give these, some of these guys, you know, some time to get on the field and get acclimated because I mean, it, even though Jason Peters did a good job against the giants yesterday, he definitely had some moments where it was like, Oh man, it's, you can, you can definitely tell it's been a while since he's been in a game because he did, he did have a few plays uh, that, you know, just, uh, you know, just on this past Sunday against the giants where it was just like, man, you know, he missed a step, let a guy right by him. You know, th these things are, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, it's nice to get their feet under them. And I, you know, you know, I trust them enough to do the job that needs to be done to get, you know, to get the wins that we need. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. And and that's the thing, right? You talked about Jason Peters. I don't know about you. He kind of looked a little slow to me in that game. I mean, it looked he looked like a guy who's, again, trying to get his feet wet. I think that that one play that he made, uh, which really opened up that hole for Tony Power there. I think that that came from just him being smart and him playing the game for so long. That didn't come from anything of like, you know, his athletic, uh, you know, gifts or whatever they may be. You know, he had some uh -oh moments for sure. Like he had some, whoa, like, hey, watch out moments. Like it, it definitely, it definitely caught up with him. Just you could tell it, he, you know, he's been away from the game for a little bit. So it's just, you know, he's got to, Got to get in there and, you know, get some reps in to be able yeah. to be comfortable again. Yeah, no, definitely. So as far as Connor McGovern, uh, I don't expect him to play. And to be honest with you, um, it, it it's starting to feel like he might potentially be the left guard and they're going to keep Tower Smith at left tackle because I truly believe that's what they want to do. They want to keep Tower Smith at left tackle. They're not moving him to guard. Uh, whatever they did over the offseason in terms of trying to make him a guard, they're not doing that anymore. He is your left tackle. And um, I think that's going to be the case even when Tyron returns. I just think that they really like Tyler Smith at left tackle right now. Even though it's not what I would do, to be honest with you, like I wouldn't go about it like that. Um, 
I would have Tyler Smith at left guard, just have Jason Peters at left tackle, because then that gives you the opportunity to say, oh, okay, Tyron Smith's coming back in December. We'll have Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith on the left side of that offensive line. I, you know, I would prefer that. I mean, you have a guy in Jason Peters who's more comfortable playing left tackle, but you know, if if that opportunity presents itself to have Tyron Smith on this offensive line, um, I think that you should go ahead and 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 take that opportunity, even if that means moving Tyler Smith to guard or you know just moving him to guard right now and having Jason Peters play left tackle. Unfortunately, we can't talk about what ifs or what they should do because what they're going to do is keep Tyler Smith at left tackle. Again, I don't hate that idea. I think that that Tyler Smith has played fine at left tackle. I mean, right now. Out of all the tackles that got drafted, name me a, a guy who's playing better than Tower Smith right now. Out of all those guys, they're not. None of those guys are playing better than Tower Smith. He is the best rookie, uh, maybe offensive lineman in the entire league. So he, he had some keep him there. plays on Sunday for sure. I mean, he he had the sweep on that uh, on that third and third on third and twelve or third and thirteen play in the early in the first half. He had. I mean, he had multiple plays where it was just him out in front leading the way for nice runs and it was he had an amazing game i think oh yeah definitely definitely he's he's definitely coming along but as far as Connor mcgovern i mean i don't think it's crazy to think that he could potentially be the left guard um if jason peters isn't going to be the left guard it's probably going to be Connor mcgovern uh i don't think that's your best five though you know I, I really don't. I think you got to focus on putting your best five offensive linemen out there. And I don't think Connor McGovern is a part of that, but it is what it is. That's how they're going about things. Connor McGovern, though, I don't think he plays on Sunday. Um, and there's that. So let's move on to the next guy. Demarcus Lawrence was limited um, with a foot. Do you think he should play on Sunday? Honestly, I don't think there's any week that these guys don't come out the field and have something going on. Uh, he came back into the Giants game, so I mean, I don't ex- I don't expect to not see him on Sunday. Um, I, I, I honestly think he's going to be okay. Um, Demarcus Lawrence is a, I mean, he's a veteran in this league. He's been playing for a long time. I'm at this point. I'm sure he knows his body enough to know if he needs to sit out or play. And I'm if he came back into the game, I think it's a great sign that he's going to continue on and play this week against the commanders. He had a great game as well. Um, oh, cool. he, he showed out on He's Sunday. having a good season. Oh, He's my goodness. Really yeah, good no. And, it, 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 and yesterday it manifested itself in sat or Sunday it manifested itself in sat Monday, Sunday. sir. Yeah, Monday, Monday, Monday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Monday. I know. It's, 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 it's so up. hard. Yeah. It, it feels so weird. I mean, because we only play on Mondays like what once or twice a year, so it feels yeah. weird saying that. Um, Absolutely. And now you're I right. Mean, it's you're 100 right. He it 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 manifested itself on the stat sheet finally because you had a lot of people griping, you know, that he hadn't got sacks and this that and the third. And it's like, dude, do you not see what else he's doing? Oh like, yeah. He's, he's everywhere. He's in the run defense. He's he's part of he's part. Of, he's making him. He's, he's making himself very involved in this defense. He's crucial in setting the edge on uh, on those rundowns when teams try to get out on the perimeter. DeMarcus Lawrence, uh, his play recognition is top of the league. He can sniff out a screen coming from a mile away. Uh, you know, it's those type of things that DeMarcus Lawrence is really good at, and those are things that you need on a defense if you're going to take that net being a top defense in the league, which, I mean, I think they already are. Um, Absolutely. 
But yeah, I mean, look, this is, I think this is going to be normal for DeMarcus Lawrence because uh, offenses aren't going to be paying him as much attention as they used to because they have Micah Parsons there now. So, I mean, that's just going to be the case now. Um, overall, though, I could see, like, he had the problem with his foot in that Giants game. He ended up coming back and playing. So I can't see any world in where DeMarcus Lawrence doesn't play in this game on Sunday. And honestly, to answer the question, should he? Yeah, I think he should play in this game because I don't, you know, I, I, I don't think that, uh, no, I don't think that this foot is is really a big issue. I mean, only he knows, to be honest with you, how big of an issue it is. But if he got back in that game on Monday, I would assume that he's good to go for this game on Sunday. I mean, you never know, but as a whole, I think Demarcus Lawrence will play in this. You know what? So when it comes to this defense, they're so deep. And they're so well coached that I feel like if a player goes down, I'm like, it's it's it, obviously you don't want that to happen, but there's so much depth on this team that you're just like, we're gonna be okay. We'll be fine. You know, we'll be fine. Like if Demarcus Lawrence goes out, I I, I think that that's as big of a hit as you're gonna get on this defense. Um, you, outside you'll feel of Demarcus Lawrence, you'll feel Demarcus Lawrence because I mean it, he he makes a difference on that D line for sure. But see, here's the thing though: like you're not replacing Demarcus Lawrence with a scrub. Like the guy no. that's that's taking his snaps isn't going to be a scrub. It's going to be a good player, but he's going to be good in other areas of the game. He's not going to be as good as setting the edge and uh, you know what we talked about the play recognition and stuff like that. He's not. They're not going to be as good with that. But you're you're going to replace him with a good player. So if let's just say he's out this game, instead of DeMarcus Lawrence being there, you're going to have Sam Williams there, or you're going to have, you know, Chauncey Golston playing more there or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, I think that again, you're just not going to be as good in that certain area that DeMarcus Lawrence specializes in. Doesn't mean that you're, uh, you're putting out a bad player on that field. Uh, if he does get injured or if, uh, he does miss this game. So uh, two other guys we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Dalton Schultz. Do you think Dalton Schultz plays in this game? Um, I, You know, he didn't make it even to that. He was just in the open practice. So I don't feel good about Dalton Schultz actually playing. I'm sure he definitely wants to get on the field because, as we all know, he's, you know, it's a contract here for Dalton Schultz. Um, but – I, I, you know, I really don't see him playing just because he only made it to the open practice unless they're just strictly saving him for the game. Um, I feel like the young tight ends that we had really kind of stepped up in that game. And it's, you know, it's again, the commanders is a good team to kind of get these young guys in there again, just like he did against the Giants and, you know, see what we have in Ferguson and, and see what we have. And, you know, some of these younger tight ends and just see if, Hendershot. you know, yeah, uh, Hendershot and then, um, it's um, it's one of those it's one of those situations where it's like, man, you know, they did they did pretty well when asked when asked to step up. Obviously, they made their mistakes inside the game, but you know, when you're playing teams like this, it's, you know, it's a good opportunity to kind of take advantage because it's few and far between. Because obviously, at the NFL, the level of competition is what it is. Um, and I mean, not not to diminish what we're looking at with the Commanders, because I mean, at the end of the day, this is a division rival. And they're, you know, they're coming off a loss. They definitely want this win. It's, you know, it's definitely a situation for them where they're they're probably licking their chops too because it's not like they're playing our starting quarterback. They're still getting an opportunity to play our backup as good as Cooper Rush has done. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And 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 it's good that you brought up uh Hendershot and Ferguson in this because I think that and it's almost like the defense, right? Like and and I don't want to get like cocky as a fan base to where it's like we can, you know, not have a player like Dalton Schultz and we're good. Like you know, like we're fine. Like no, Dalton Schultz is a good player. And you know, he plays a big role in this offense. But again, I feel good about what we have. Like I think that Hendershot and Ferguson, what they bring is what Dalton Schultz brings like as a whole. Like, even though Dalton Schultz doesn't block nearly as good as a guy like Jake Ferguson, um, and Hendershot's pretty well, uh, pretty good as well. Um, but I think that like okay, Hendershot isn't nearly as good of a receiver as Dalton Schultz, but I think that you know, mixed Jake Ferguson, I think that you're going to get a drop in production a little bit from that position without Dalton Schultz there, but it's not going to be to the extent to where we're worried about if we're going to beat the commanders or not. You know, so I think that Dalton Schultz is another guy. Take your time to get back. This is a long season. We're going to need you for the stretch run. We feel good about the tight ends that we have in this building. And look, this is a credit to the front office. And I know that a lot of people don't like uh, speaking highly of the front office. To sit here and say, hey, if we have Dalton Schultz, we're good. If we don't for this week, we're good. Like yeah. usually a guy like that, we're like, oh, is, is he going to be good to get? Who are we throwing to? Like, like we're, but, but we're good. Like I feel good about that position there with Peyton yeah. Hendershaw and Jake Ferguson. I mean, those two guys really stepped up. I mean, talk about Jake Ferguson for a second. I know that Peyton Hendershot got more of the shine because he was more prevalent in the receiving game, but man, Jake Ferguson blocked his ass off versus uh, the Giants. I mean, he really held his own. So, you know, credit to Jake Ferguson and Peyton Henderson. And again, I'll give credit to the front office here. Jake Ferguson, fourth round pick, Peyton Henderson, undrafted free agent. You got to give him credit. Um, They did a good job at uh, scouting those guys and really finding, uh, you know, potential gems there with those two. So that's going to be it with Dalton Schultz. We both agree. Don't you know, don't rush him back. But if he's there and he's good to go, why not? Yeah. Okay, cool. So last but not least, Doc Prescott will not play in this game. Um, but overall, what do you think about Doc Prescott? Like, w- what do you think the Cowboys should do with Doc Prescott? Should they play him in week five? Should they wait for week six versus Philly? Uh, so I've seen play- I've seen comments that he's he's pretty willing and eager to play against the Rams. It looks like that's the game he wants to come back. Whether we see him that game or not, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's yet to be seen. I, I know he's been at practice. He's not throwing real footballs yet as far as I'm aware. He's throwing like those little squish footballs. Um, but he's not throwing real footballs as far as I've seen um, from any reports. But uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's one of those situations, man. I hope he's not feeling – like, you know, any kind of weirdness just because of what's going on with this. Because anybody anybody who's watching Cooper Rush understands, like, there's certain situations that we saw him in, even in this Giants game, as good as they played. There were situations that we saw him in where it's like third and four. Dak probably gets the, four, the first down, but instead we're going for it on fourth and four. We get the conversion, but it's like, you know, if Dak's there, we're probably not in that situation to begin with. We're probably not in a fourth and four situation with the game tied. You know, and and with the way his defense is playing and with the way this defense has been playing, like you know, the Giants didn't score for a while in that game. 
it, we had multiple opportunities to like get ahead early in that game and take advantage. And there's times in that game where I feel like Dak Prescott does better things and is better at certain situations, obviously, than Cooper Rush is. As much infatuation, as much winning and everything else that's come with Cooper Rush. Let's not discount how good this team is around him and the fact that, you know, yes, he's done well, but there's a lot of situations where it's like if Dak's in this situation, same situation, we're, we're coming away with first downs instead of going for it on third and fourth. It's it, the play is completely different. The progression and what they're seeing on the field is completely different. Cooper to me is getting like one read. It's one look. If he's, if he's got that one look open, he's not progressing to his second, third, fourth. It's not, he's not at that level yet. As long as, as long as he's been in this league, he's not some rookie. He's been with this team for six years. You know, he knows this offense. It's, it's a, it's a production of having a great old line that was super uh, under, under, uh, advertised, you know, coming into the season just because it didn't really have any big names on it other than Zach Martin. And obviously the loss of Tyron Smith, not knowing how that position was going to be. And it's just like, you know, he's a production of what's going on around him more than, and knowing this offense more than this great, you know, he's basically long story short, anybody who's sitting here thinking that Cooper Rush is threatening this man's job. And maybe he's thinking that he needs to come back earlier because of that. I doubt that very much. It's this, this, this isn't, this isn't the way, um, this isn't the way it's going to be. Uh, this is Dak Prescott's team going forward. And, that, and you're going to see that here in the next coming weeks. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Look, and also somebody who has to take some credit for, uh, Cooper Rush's success is Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore has done a good job of working around Cooper Rush's weaknesses and, you know, making some things happen there. They're running the ball more. I don't think, you know, if this is Dak Prescott, they'd run the ball 28 times. I hope they do. I hope they do when Dak Prescott returns. But, you know, I think that Kellen Moore is really calling a, a good game when it comes to Cooper Rush. But when it comes to Cooper Rush replacing Dak Prescott, I've said this. He's not the guy to do it. I do watch Cooper Rush against the Giants. I think that there's four plays in particular that would have a different outcome if Dak Prescott was a quarterback. And those four games or those four plays completely transform the game. There was a play, uh, if you watch the All 22 film, where Jake Ferguson was running a flat and CeeDee Lamb was kind of running like an outbreaking route. And if he would have waited one second, which he had the time to do because he had a queen pocket, he could have looked off that uh, cornerback that was going towards Jake Ferguson. He would have had C.D. Lamb wide open if he would have waited just a, an extra second for the play to develop. But he threw the flat to Jake Ferguson. It was on a third down. Nothing came of it. There was another play where Noah Brown made that really good catch where, quite frankly, he overthrew him and he had C.D. down the field. I think if that's Dak Prescott, he makes that play. There was a play on uh, Noah, Noah saved an interception on that play for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, there was the play on third and six where um, they threw the ball and it was an incomplete pass and the clock stopped. And that gave the Giants more than enough time to, um, you know, to make something happen. But, you know, they didn't because the defense did their job. I think if Doc Prescott's in that situation, he understands, yeah, let's make sure that we keep this clock running. There was another play. I think they had a under uh, two minutes left and they threw the football to Jake Ferguson and he, he went out of bounds. 
up the clock, which gave the Giants another chance to potentially put points on the board and tie this game up. That's Dak Prescott. That doesn't happen. So as far as Cooper Rush replacing Dak Prescott, it's not happening. Jerry Jones just said that because, you know, Jerry Jones doesn't understand what's really going on in the, you know, in the meeting rooms. Like he gets briefed on it. Um, but like as a whole, if you ask Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, they're like, yeah, there's no quarterback controversy here. Hell, Mike McCarthy came out and said it. And the reason why they laughed at that is because you get, I, I honestly think like during that interview, uh, during that press conference, when Mike McCarthy was talking about Cooper Rush potentially uh, replacing Dak Prescott, he laughed it off. And the reason why he laughed it off is I honestly believe because he looks at the people that are putting these opinions out and they're like, he's like, you guys really don't know football because I mean, the amount that they have limited this playbook to fit Cooper rush is crazy. And they know if they have Dak Prescott, they don't have to do that. You don't want limitations on your offense. So as a whole, Look, Cooper Rush, and, and I hate that we're having this conversation yeah. because if anything, we're, only, we're only having it because of you know just ESPN just and the constant, well, the constant chaos, man. It's constant chaos. Well, like, yeah. Literally, literally this morning, I hear Skip Bayless talking about um, <laughs> Cooper Rush's pass to, uh, to CD and what a beautiful pass it was. And I'm just like, man, I hope it was a beautiful pass. He had about as much time to throw that pass as he did on his pro day, probably. I mean, oh yeah! I, I mean, you better put it on the money like that, man. Like, come on, he had forever and a day to make that pass, and you're over here making it sound like, you know, it's this phenomenal. Like, you put it on on the dime. Like, come on, man. I look, hope so. Co- man, if you're a quarterback, you got all Cooper, day. Cooper Rush is a great backup quarterback. Yes, He's a really, absolutely. really good backup quarterback, and that's fine. And you want to know what? If you want to take advantage of one of these. Uh, you know, bad organizations and prop up sure. Cooper Rush and say, hey, this guy is it. Go <laughs> trade him for a first or second round pick. I'm sure that there's a sucker out there. There's a sucker board. Uh, go trade him for a first round pick or something. Like that. I, I, I don't know if any team would give that up. Um, I, don't I mean, that'd be great if they did. I'd take it. You know, but I, I mean, I, I think as a fan base, we need to talk about that more than we need to talk about uh, him potentially. I think, and, and understand me, I'm not diminishing that. anything that Cooper Rush is doing. I think Cooper Rush is doing a phenomenal job. He is a great backup quarterback in this league, but that's what he is. Because even after all this, nobody's going to be coming and knocking on our door talking about, hey, let me uh, take Cooper Rush off your hands. I mean, it'd be great if they did. Maybe. No, but, but, you, but you, you never know, though, because you have – you know, these, these desperate organizations, uh, you know, that, that, that could maybe take You're Cooper Rush off your hand. If, if you can get a third round pick out of Cooper Rush, you mad. take that, you take that, uh, you Second, find third, a backup quarterback. I'm all in. Uh, that'd be great. I think that'd be great. <laughs> you know, like obviously not in the season, but after the season, no, if you yeah. can get a second, third round pick for Cooper Rush. And honestly, you know, it depends on the situation. Cause if he's down to be the backup too, you know, I I keep him. <laughs> like he's a great backup quarterback. He, he wins knows the games, offense. That's for sure. I mean, he's three and zero. Let's. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. He's three and zero. He knows the offense in and out. Like, yes, in and out to a T. And years. that's what you need as your uh, with your backup quarterback. Even if you have your backup quarterback in, you're going to limit your offense to an extent, and that's what the Cowboys did. And uh, with Cooper Rush is playing within this limited 
offense very well. And that's fantastic for him. That's fantastic for the Cowboys. That's fantastic for us as a fan base. But overall, this is not going to lead to any meaningful success in terms of, you know, a deep playoff run. That's what Dak Prescott's for. Now, if you run this offense like you did with Cooper Rush, but you expand the playbook a little more and you just put Dak Prescott in there and you get Michael Gallup back, you get James Wall back, you get Schultz back, this team's contending for the NFC at that point. Yeah. If you can, you know, if, if you can play defense to the level that you're playing at. And not only that, I think that this defense still has another step to take um, in terms of where, where they're going to ultimately be. And you have Dak Prescott in there playing, you know, a more expanded version of the offense that Cooper Rush uh, put forward or that they put forward for Cooper Rush, then yeah, you're going to win a lot of games because this is a winning brand football. And the reason why I would say, you know, uh, they like to paint Cowboys fans as just people who think we're going to win the Super Bowl every year. And, <laughs> you know, there's fans who are like, yo, this year is different. I honestly believe that this year is different than other years. And the reason why is because not only are they good on the offensive line, they're fantastic on the defensive line. Yes. But overall, as a whole, I think we uh, both agree, you know, Doc Prescott. Maybe against the Rams, prep him up for the Philly game, uh, and we'll go from there. I forgot somebody as well in this injury report before we move on to just some quick thoughts about the uh, the game this upcoming weekend. Um, J. Ron Curse, he is, let me see here. J. Ron Curse is limited. He's questionable for the game. Do you think that we should have J. Ron Curse back for this game? You know, I feel like Wilson, Hooker, they've really held their own in those positions. And it's just, if he's ready to go, I definitely want him back. There's no question about that. Like, if he's ready to go, if he's been practicing, if he's back on the field, I am definitely going to love to see 27 back there doing his thing back there. And, and I mean, I definitely want uh, J-Ron back. But I definitely don't want to rush J-Ron. So it's, it's one of the situations where I'm like, just like we said in the beginning, and these guys that have ste- have stepped up for the guys that are out are stepping up and stepping up well. So I'm confident in the guys that are there. And, you know, I mean, if he's good enough to come back, absolutely, I want him back. But I definitely don't want to rush back J. Ron Curse because he's very valuable to this defense. There's no question about that. We share the same opinion there. Don't rush him back. There's no need to, you know. And this is when I talked about earlier about this defense potentially taking that next step. Once you get Jaron Curse back, you take that next step. Because I think the three most important players on this defense are Jaron Curse, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. Um, I think those three are all leaders in their specific units. Um, I think Dig, that J- well, J- Diggs in that too. I'm, I'm, no, J- no, Diggs is. I think I'm that uh, throwing Diggs in there for sure. No, 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 but but I think like as when it comes like importance, meaning when it comes to like leadership, when it comes to his ability to communicate with the defense, stuff like that. Not talented, I mean like like leadership wise, uh, okay. importance wise. Trayvon Diggs is definitely important, but I think that like Jaron Curse for uh, what he can do, he's so versatile. He can play on the third level at safety, but he can also play in the box. And he does a very good job at that. Um, yeah. He's really good at covering tight ends. And like I said earlier, when 
you're missing a guy like J. Ron Curse. You're replacing him with a good player. You're not, you know, that has a different skill set. So maybe Donovan Wilson isn't as good as uh, J. Ron Curse in terms of, um, you know, covering tight ends and communicating or whatever it may be. But Donovan Wilson no. is is more explosive. I would say he's more explosive than J. Ron uh, Curse. He's quicker than J. Ron Curse. Um, you know, so you, and, and you, you know, add that it's really, element. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying you add that element. I mean, even though J. Ron Curse is plenty explosive and, you know, definitely has pop, um, I think that Donovan Wilson gives you a little more of that. But when yeah. you have Donovan Wilson in there outside, uh, instead of J. Ron Curse, you know, you, you don't have a guy in there that's as good as covering tight ends as J. Ron Curse. That's what he does it very well. Um, so that's what I talk about. Like when with the defense, even though you may be out a guy, you're replacing that guy with another guy, but he just might not have the same skill set. But he's still a good player. Wilson, for me, it was just he's a little bit more raw, right? Made a you know, made a couple more you know little errors in the game. Like I think he had an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. You know, he he had a couple moments in the game, but it was just like. He, you know, I feel like that secondary was still able to cover, you know, and do what they needed to do uh, in in terms of, you know, holding down for the defense. Um, obviously, you know, we'll see a we'll see a real test of it, honestly, this week. You know, if if Curse doesn't play, they're they're playing a pretty good tight end over there for the Commanders and Logan Thomas. So that that will definitely be an interesting little matchup to kind of keep your eye on, just to see, you know, how they do hold up against a, you know, a real threat at tight end. Uh, that's, you know, if, if curse doesn't play, that'll definitely be something to kind of keep an eye on for sure. Oh no. Yeah. You're definitely, you're definitely right. Um, so to conclude this, we both think that they shouldn't rush J Ron curse back. There's no need for that. Um, just get him, get him back healthy when he's ready to go. And, um, I think we speak on, let's just do a quick preview. I did a uh, preview for the game on Cowboys beat tonight. If you guys haven't watched that yet, make sure to go watch that. So just a, a brief two minute preview of this game and uh, a score prediction. What do you, uh, what do you think happens in this game? Uh, the Cowboys have not allowed 200 yards in the air uh, all season. They haven't allowed a single quarterback to throw for 200 yards uh, the entire year. Not Daniel Jones, not Tom Brady, not Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I don't think that Carson Wentz will be the first one to crack that. So um, I don't I don't think that Carson Wentz I, – I, I think that this secondary does well against um, Terry McLaurin. Uh, the only the, – the outlier for me, just because he really wasn't there last season, is going to be Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas. Uh, I, wonder, I, I really wonder how if, – if this commander's team is even going to be able to adjust because if, if I'm being truthful – I don't believe that they're that good. I believe that the Cowboys should cover. I think right now it's a three-and-a-half-point spread, and I think the Cowboys should cover this game and win this game. Um, but I believe it's going to be one in the trenches. I think that we're going to be able to get to their quarterback. I think that Wentz is going to be in pain when it comes to, you know, looking at D-Law and Michael Parsons across the, across the way from him. So I think, I think we're going to be able to take advantage of their offensive line. I think our secondary is still going to be, be better than theirs. Um, and I think I think that we should dominate the game. Uh, obviously, it's going to come down to the game plan, uh, just because with Cooper Rush at the end of the day, as good as he has been playing, like I have said, you know, it's going to come down to wh whether or not the game plan is going to work. Because it, there's only so much you're going to get out of 
what kind of progression you're going to get from him play to play. Um, hopefully he continues on his winning ways because I really think that, you know, we will win this game. Uh, and I think the only reason you have a spread as close as you do is probably because, you know, Dak Prescott's not in the game. But I think the Cowboys cover. I think the Cowboys win. And I think that um, it'll really be on, on the hands of the defense to just kind of take over the game. Okay, so what's your uh, score prediction here? I'd say you're looking at probably like a 24-10 Cowboys. I, I, I actually think that uh, the same thing, though. That's funny. Um, Did you? <laughs> Did yeah. you really? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to uh, – I'll get into my score prediction here in a little bit. So when it comes to Carson Wentz, when it rains, it pours. Um, Carson Wentz is the type of guy when you get pressure on him, he gets skittish in the pocket. He tries to do too much. He turns the football over. Uh, he makes a lot of mistakes at bad times, and it compounds uh, to teams being able to play complementary football at a very high level. When you watch their game versus the Eagles, the Eagles score 24 points in the second quarter, and the reason why they scored those 24 points is because they were able to turn the ball over on Wentz. They were able to, uh, to get a fumble. And they got in their own red zone. They got uh, it was a snowball effect because of Carson Wentz. And when you have nine sacks in a game, that to me screams mistakes by the offense. That screams mistakes by the offensive line from the quarterback, from the play callers. That's unacceptable to have nine sacks against you in a game. But it also does speak to the fact that this offensive line is not very good. The Cowboys are going to be able to apply pressure to Carson Wentz pretty much every single time he drops back in the pocket. And when it comes to this pass rush, right? It's, it's going to get to the point where teams aren't going to want to throw the ball as much on this team. They're going to have to try and run the ball, uh, which, you know, I mean, that's just that's what it's going to have to be for teams going forward because of how elite this pass rush is. Um, so overall, as a whole, I, I just don't see uh, the commanders being able to get many things going in this game. I'll say 24 to 10 as well. And the reason why I think that the Cowboys do get an interception and turn the ball over. Um, and I think the defense scores on one of these plays here. Uh, so I got 24 to 10. We both share that same opinion. So before we close the episode, one thing that I actually wanted to talk about real quick, is it me or is this special teams unit going to make some things happen this year? <laughs> I was just, I was just going to say that. I swear. And Hey, tell me, tell me this, tell me how I'm only one punters tackle away from hitting Kevontae Turpin for a touchdown last game for plus 1,800. I was, did you see that? Yeah. Um, bro, if that punter doesn't make that tackle, I win like $600. Dude, it, it just seems like when Kevontae ball, he's already at like the 40-yard line. He you flips know, the field, you, man. He flips the field. When he you have a special field. teams unit playing this well with the uh, – you know, a kicker turner and Kevontae Turpin playing that well. I almost don't even want to see him on offense. I don't want to see him get snaps on offense because I just, I like my thing with Kevontae Turpin is just return kicks. That's all I need you to do. You are no. so damn good at returning kicks. I That's all I want to see you do. I don't even want to risk injury with you playing offense no because of, I mean, he is spectacular. He's gonna he's gonna return two to four kicks back to the back to the crib this season, whether it be for punt return and kick return. I mean, he, he catches the ball. He's already, like, 
it's already 10 yards, 15 yards down the field. And when you have an offense that, let's be honest, is struggling, we understand that it's due to different reasons. We understand it's due to how decimated this offense is with injuries right now. When you have a guy like Kevontae Turpin playing at this level and being so good at that job of returning kicks, that's going to do things for you. Um, and, and look, man, there's three sides of the field. All right, well, there's three units on the field, offense, yeah. defense, special teams. We just saw the Green Bay Packers who were perennially, the, uh, perennially, I mispronounced that word. They were the best team in the league last year. They should have won the Super Bowl last year. There's no doubt in my mind. But their special team unit wasn't very good. It's not the case with the Cowboys. So, yeah, I mean, this special teams unit with Kevontae Turpin, is, they're, they're making things happen, man. So is there anything you want to say before we wrap up the show on the special teams unit? Um, the only thing is, man, I, I do I do disagree, man. I, I, I would love to see – Especially on like goal line opportunities, man, and just different different scenarios. I would love to see them use Cavante Turpin's speed, quick little in routes, quick little screens, like just something to use use him in open space. Anything to get him out in open space and just to open it up for everybody else, man. Because it if you have that kind of speed on the field, it opens it up for everybody. It opens it up for CD. It opens up for Michael when he returns. It opens it up. I mean, it opens it up for everybody that's on the field. Doesn't matter who it is. When you have that kind of speed, if you can stretch the field to somebody like that, because he's not a big guy. I think he's like five eight, five nine. Like he's not a he's not a huge but guy. It's it. I'm sorry to break you off. It, does he seem like a little taller than five nine? Like when he play, like he looks to me like a little taller than five nine. And, I'm just going and, and off. Just, I'm like, just going off the list. He might be five ten. I don't know, but he's not. At the end of the day, he's not a big guy. And but I don't. I don't really care about that. I, I think he's got the speed, and I think he has. I think he has the grit, man. Because I mean, let's not forget this dude was the MVP of the league that he came from. I mean, mind you, it was USFL and everything else, but he was still the MVP of that league in a position where it's a dependent position. So it's like he was obviously shining, and you can see it. You saw it in preseason. You saw it during the Giants game. I, I really feel like he could he could really open up Pandora's box for this offense. And because I, I honestly don't think that you know making it overcomplicated is you know really super beneficial for this team. I think if you keep it simple and keep it you know. Keep it, you know, just meat and potatoes and, you know, splash, you know, quick screens, open, open slants, different things like that, where you're, you know, you're scheming these receivers in, you know, open situations for your quarterback. I, that's rather what I'd see out of this offense, because I, I don't see them, you know, being able to be, you know, this because I, I feel like when Dak's in the game, it's like Kellen just overthinks this thing. I want him to keep it simple in a sense, like he does with Kellen. Obviously, I want a little more than what he does, uh, not Kellen, but what he, uh, with, with Cooper. I want to see a little bit more than what he does with Cooper because obviously he limits it pretty pretty significantly with Cooper. But it's like, dude, don't overcomplicate it with Dak either. You have yeah. the weapons to kind of keep it simple and just use what you have and take advantage of the speed and what you know the, the weapons that we have and you know to get the other weapons open. And and maybe maybe it was a little bit of an overreaction to say that they shouldn't use him on offense because I I definitely agree, you know, he should be out there for some snaps uh, with the offense, you know, like yeah, it, it, even though he's so good on special teams, it's 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 kind of a pain if he's only if if you have a guy taking up a receiver spot in what we expect to be a deep receiver room once Washington and Gallup return. 
it's almost detrimental to have a receiver not even play, you know, any offense. So overall as a whole, that is going to be it for the show though. Uh, That was the Cowboys beat audio podcast for September 29th, 2022. Thank you guys for coming out and listening to the show, watching the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you haven't already, make sure to check out my merch page, Cowboys beat merch on bonfire. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to look in the description box below and you will see the link to my bonfire. Make sure to go to thrive fantasy, check out some of the props that they have. Um, we made a little four leg parlay for this uh, Sunday's game versus the uh, commanders. If you use my promo code, let's just say you want to put $10 down on a parlay for this game. You can put 20 down on this game. Cause you get an hundred hundred percent first deposit match it really helps out the channel. I would greatly appreciate that. And um, make sure to go follow me on all my social media accounts. Cowboys be on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, whatever it may be, Instagram, whatever it may be. I'm Cowboys beat over there. And uh, Rue, uh, plug your stuff before we leave here. Again, man, that's allow me to butt in sports. Uh, that's the number two in B-U-T-T, allow me to butt in sports. Uh, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Check it out. Awesome. This was a good show. I really enjoyed this. And yeah, we will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.